you are listening to Against the Match Wrestling Podcast with your host, me, the Kentucky guy. Here at the at the Against the Match Wrestling Podcast, we talk about promotions, superstars of the past, present, and future. Some of the best memories that I've ever had were watching wrestling with my mother uh, back when I was very young. I've been watching wrestling now for over 25 years, and I have to say that it gets better as the ages go on. On this podcast, we will have special guests from time to time. We do drop new episodes every Monday and Friday. If you haven't done so yet, please hit that follow or subscribe button so you'll know when our next episode drops. Once again, this podcast is all about wrestling and sports, and I hope that you enjoyed today's show. Have a wonderful day, and God bless. and welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hey, how's everybody doing today on this beautiful Friday? Oh, so glad the weekend is almost upon us. Uh, so a little bit of house cleaning tips to start things off. I uh, wanted to say that uh, I do want to apologize that this is the only episode on the Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast this week uh, due to travel uh I wasn't wasn't able to get another episode in, so I do apologize for that. Uh, in the world of wrestling, though, there's so much going on, uh, so many different feats and battles, and so many injuries. Oh, my goodness. So, so many injuries are happening right now uh, in the sports world of wrestling. <clears throat> so uh, just, a, uh, just to let you know, we do drop an episode here uh, every Monday and friday uh also we do uh i also host the current the red pill current news podcast and we do drop an episode there every wednesday and saturday sometimes we're a day late it happens but we do try to uh yeah we we try to get there uh as best as we can uh this week we were supposed to have a special guest uh however um due to scheduling conflicts between him and myself uh, we were unable to do that. I do apologize. A quick shout out to uh, Block Talk, B L O K K Talk. Uh, if you haven't checked those guys out yet, please do sh- do so. Uh, they do a sports uh, podcast. It's available anywhere you can uh, download your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, what have you. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, hit that subscribe button uh, for them and us as well. Uh, I was actually on their show last Wednesday, 
uh, last week and uh, had a blast. It was a lot of fun, and uh, they are coming uh, to this show uh, soon, soon. Uh, hopefully, uh, maybe even one episode next week, so we'll see. But uh, like I said, I've been out of town, uh, been on vacation, and uh, uh, haven't had a chance to get back up with them. So let's get into the world of wrestling. Uh, so many things happening right now. Uh, first of all, uh, Slammiversary. I know we don't talk a whole lot about TNA uh, on this channel. Uh, Slammiversary uh, was this past Sunday. And, you know, my hat's off to TNA. <clears throat> you know, TNA, I've heard and I've watched for years. They've been around for two decades now. I mean, that's, that's, that's almost unbelievable, right? They've been around for almost two decades. And... Uh, what I really like is I've always heard this is the end of TNA. This is it. They're going out. It's over. Dixie Carter's gone. Up. It's over. Oh, man, they brought in Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan. It's over. Aces and eights. It's over. It's over. And they still, they still are hanging right in there. So, I mean, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, they did uh, during their slam anniversary. I thought it was very good. Uh, I did. Uh, I thought it was set up very well. They had. I'm not going to go over every single match, um, but because uh, some of them are, uh, I don't think you guys would really care about uh, a lot of uh, people that we haven't heard of. Um, however, I will go over some highlights. Uh, one of the things I really liked about slam anniversary is they had Kurt Angle, AJ Styles. Uh, uh, Dixie Carter actually showed up, uh, and you know they these these people they did video montages, right? AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, and uh, I I really thought it was something else. Um, you know AJ Styles said something in his montage uh, that really caught my attention. He said, "How phenomenal would I be without TNA?" And you know that's true. Um, I didn't learn about AJ Styles in new japan wrestling i didn't learn about aj styles and the phenomenal athlete that he is in ring of honor uh, i learned about him in tna he was tna he was the face of the company for a very long time uh christopher daniels samoa joe i never heard of samoa joe in ring of honor never heard of him in new japan wrestling but tna Brought me uh, in contact with Samoa Joe, one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, Bobby Roode, uh, Storm. You know, I mean, I, the, the list goes on. They have had a ton of talent over the years. And, you know, I mean, and you've got stars. Oh, Sting did a montage. Uh, he was on TNA for a very long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, where would they have been without Sting? Seriously. Sting, Sting saved that company, you know, and, uh, and and I think it was so cool that Tony Khan, Vince McMahon also, uh, gave these wrestlers the opportunity, uh, you know, for this special 20-year uh, anniversary uh, to to make these videos, uh, you know, because that's where they came from, right? And uh, TNA, uh, they have had, you know, they've revolutionized uh wrestling to an extent uh you have the x division never seen anything like that anywhere else uh i think it's uh, it's still amazing that match was amazing uh this year 
you know, where you climb the ropes, the ropes hanging above the ring, and it's it just, it's phenomenal. The X Division is phenomenal. Austin Aries, never heard of him before TNA, and look what a superstar he became. You know, so, uh, you know, they did a good job. Uh, Alexandra Jones, uh, he did defeat uh, Eric Young. Boy, that was a brutal match, though. That was a brutal match. EY, he didn't uh, he didn't just roll over. That that, that, was, that was a match, man. Uh, but uh, you know, Alex Jones, um, Alexandria Jones, uh, he did uh, defeat him, retained the uh, Impact World Title. Uh, the uh, Good Brothers, the Bullet Club, the Good Brothers, actually defeated. Uh, them boys for the tag team titles yeah so they actually beat the briscoe brothers um which surprised me you know they've had this feud going for a while but uh i mean it's the briscoe brothers by the way never heard of the briscoe brothers before tna and these guys you know once i heard of them i followed them to ring of honor because that's where they stayed 90 percent of the time on the indie ticket and uh huge fan of those guys never understand why they're they've not been called up to the big leagues to AEW or to WWE they definitely have the talent uh they're just uh they're old school hardcore uh and they're very good at what they do they're very very entertaining uh but yeah so they lost they lost their title I thought that was so cool how um James Storm and his former tag team partner uh came in there and uh kind of uh you know applauded them uh i could have done without the toast but applauded you know the tag teams and uh and you know if you think back in tna uh boy they did have a lot of great tag teams you know you 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 know uh the the canadian destroyer was was invented on tna you know i mean so when you look up the history of wrestling 20 years from now tna's got to be there they're a part of it. I know they don't have the fan base as uh, as your normal, like your AEW or your WWE, but they they are a part of wrestling history. You know the uh, the the octagon ring. Uh, uh, you know I don't even know if that's the right word, but uh, you know the 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 four the uh, six corner ring or whatever they had <clears throat> there for a very long time. Just, uh, you know, and they had, like I said, they had an amazing show. They do have a new knockout uh, woman's champion uh, who won the Queen of the Hill. Uh, so that was that was interesting. Um, Sam Sammy Callahan uh, actually won. He actually defeated uh, Moose in a Monsters Ball match. So that was, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they had two title changes. They had the, uh, uh, I cannot think of the young lady's name. I'm, I'm not a familiar with her. Uh, she won the, uh, she's, she's big. She's built like a guy. She's, she's big. She's, you can see why she won. Uh, she won the knockouts uh, title. And as I mentioned, uh, the Good Brothers uh, are the new tag team champions. The new tag team champions of the world on TNA. So that was pretty cool. So, like I said, it was a very, very good show. Um, I liked it. Um, I am looking forward more. I'd have to, if I'm honest, to this Sunday 
the AEW with New Japan Wrestling a joint pay-per-view, The Forbidden Door. Man, that just, uh, I don't know, but that just seems like, uh, like it's going to be awesome. And then it also seems like it may be cursed just a little bit. Just a little bit. And what I mean by that is these injuries. Oh, my goodness. You know, first you had CM Punk. You know, he's out. He's going to miss this, right? Now Brian Danielson, he's out. He's going to miss this. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, he's out. Uh, he's banged up pretty bad. And he was just really, really getting rolling. Uh, had a heck of a match with uh, John Moxley. Uh, and then on the Atlantic Championship match uh, for that new Atlantic belt, uh, the guy from New Japan Wrestling, uh, Hero, Hero Zone, I, I can't pronounce his name, uh, he's injured now. So he won't be in the match against uh, Malachi Black, uh, Miro, and and Pack. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a four-way match, and he will not. He's injured. So so many injuries. Uh, you know, Rhea Ripley, uh, she has a brain injury on uh, on Raw. So therefore, at the Money in the Bank match that she was going to have with uh, for the uh, for the woman's title. Uh, against Bianca Blair, uh, that's that's been changed. That's now going to be Carmella, of all people, uh, who will be facing against her. Um, so just so 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 many injuries on, on so many different fronts, uh, you know, and, and and I'm not going to gloss over and I'm not going to skip it. Uh, yes, uh, I don't know what's going on with the WWE. As most of you know, this is the first time that we've talked about this on this on this uh, episode on this uh, podcast. There is a a rumor, a scandal involving Vince McMahon and infidelity in his marriage. Right? That's not a secret now; it's all over the place. But what? I, here, here's what I don't understand: What are they doing? Vince Mc, <laughs> Vince McMahon shows up on Raw, comes out to the ring, teases about how great it's going to be that John Cena will be there next week uh, on his 20-year anniversary, and leaves. That's it. That's all he says. I mean, I have never seen Vince McMahon in and out of a ring that fast since I've been watching wrestling. And uh, that's all he said. That was it. Nothing. And then you have NXT, right, on Tuesday night. You have Triple H come out and say, I'm back in charge. I'm back. I'm going to run things. You know, it's going to go through me. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Which, you know, through the dirt sheets and, and, and Dave Meltzer, uh, they said that the plan was for Triple H to come back in an authority role uh, NXT in NXT before the scandal popped up right but here's the thing vince mcmahon is still in control well how do you know that kentucky guy okay john lardinitis john lardinitis yeah he has been the talent acquisition guy for a very 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 long time he has been placed on leave i don't know all the details i've been searching for him Nobody seems to know really why, 
But his replacement, good old Bruce Pitchard, who is Vince McMahon's right-hand man for, for probably the last 40 years. He's actually, now he's, he's already over-creative in the WWE, and now he's going to be the talent acquisition guy. Don't know the official title. But anyways, uh, so that shows me right there that Vince McMahon is still in charge. Um, and pretty much Vince McMahon coming out to the ring on Raw is pretty much saying, yo, I'm here. Not going anywhere. I'm right here. So I don't know what they're doing. You know, here, here. I mean, I, I'm so confused on WWE and where they're headed to. Uh, not just over this. I mean, so, so now we're going to have, you know, it looked like we were going to have like a riddle, uh, a riddle and Randy Orton uh, against Roman Reigns, a riddle against Roman Reigns on Money at the Bank. And then maybe Orton comes back and fights Roman Reigns during SummerSlam, right? Uh, yeah, that's not happening because lo and behold on SmackDown, Brock Lesnar shows back up. Yeah, out of nowhere. So now it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, right? Now, we did receive some very bad news, confirmation today, that Randy Orton uh, will need and is going to have back surgery so that is going to put him on the shelf quite a bit longer than we thought now i originally thought that he might have to retire uh that's what i was hearing um but i do hear now that it can be it's actually been confirmed uh that it can be corrected through surgery but you know as well as i do once they start doing surgery especially on your back any anything can happen right so, so yeah, Brock Lesnar shows up. He's on Raw again, and but he's he's there, you know. And they're saying Brock Lesnar is going to be on Raw, but they fail to mention that he's going to be there via Zoom or satellite. Yeah, uh, I I just don't understand. And just like yes, I understand that Rhea Ripley is injured. I do, right? But man, where is Judgment Day? Why are they? I mean, you're not going to show them at all maybe 20 seconds i mean you know they they just you just had a major storyline where they turned on their leader edge and you're not gonna i mean are they just gonna walk away from this idea or or or, or what are, are we gonna get anything out of this or uh, <laughs> wwe is very very confusing right now uh i i don't know it, it kind of seems, and I hate saying this, I've been a fan of WWE before WWE was cool. And that's truth. When other people were watching WCW and Ric Flair, right, I was watching WWE. Chris Truth, I was. And I, 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 was, a, I was a fan before, uh, before the Attitude Era, you know, in, in, the, in the Twilights and, and what have you when Vince McMahon was still uh, an announcer, you know, on the announce team. So Vince McMahon Jr., by the way. Uh, so I hate saying this, but it seems like 
they're just throwing whatever they can against the wall to see what sticks, right? And and Khan, uh, the new guy in charge, I would have to say that he's done a pretty good job, right, uh, of some of the decisions that he's made. Um, I just uh, I don't know I don't know if he's ran out of ideas, or uh, you know he doesn't he didn't have a wrestling background, right? He didn't come. Uh, you know, from any other organization or, or, or any type of background like that, Vince just liked him uh, because he's a smart guy. But I don't know what, and maybe it's the injuries. I mean, shoo, man, you know, the injuries. You know, you got Cody Rhodes out, Rhea Ripley's now out. You know, you lost, uh, you lost Naomi. Yeah, they released Sasha Banks officially. Uh I, I mean, maybe maybe that's you. You know, where's Edge? Is he hurt? I haven't received any word on him one way or the other. So so maybe so maybe they're doing what they can to get by. I mean, it's possible. I don't know. Uh, it, but it, it's a, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Not. <laughs> and I know that's a funny segue, right, from talking about WWE and not knowing, uh, not knowing what uh, what uh, WWE is working on or what they're doing, um, or if they're just trying to throw stuff against the wall to see what sticks. To saying that it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, but it really is because. There is so much, as far as other promotions, there's so much pay-per-view. This Forbidden Door is going to be great. I, I think it's going to be great. I think they've had to rearrange quite a bit due to injuries and so forth. Uh, but I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing event. And, uh, I, you know, Blood and Guts on Dynamite, you know, I'm all in. I want to watch it. I think it's going to be great as well. And, uh, you know, it just... Um, you know, I just don't know who is going to win that John Moxley and Hiroshima uh, world title match. And I still don't know who Jay White is going to defend the IWGP heavyweight title against. They have so many things, and it's got to be answered today, right? Today's Rampage. Uh, so it's got to be answered tonight uh, on the on the Jay White. I mean, I don't know who he's going to fight. You know, there At first I thought maybe he was going to turn on Adam Cole and they were going to knock it out, which Adam Cole did look like he was going to hit him with a belt. Uh, but then he decided not to. Um, you know, Adam, Adam Cole needs a title. I'm sorry. He does. He needs one way more than Hangman Page. Hangman Page, uh, you know, you can put a tag team title around him if you want. That's it. He was not a good champion. You can you can disagree if you want. That's fine. I don't think he was a very good champion at all. Yeah, he won matches when he had the belt and he defended it, right? But it's more than that. You've got to have a charisma about you, right? And where in the world is Kenny Omega? 
Kenny Omega is the true face of AEW. Whether you like him or you don't like him, he's the face. Where is he? When's he coming back? I mean, we need some answers. What's going on? You know, AEW has, has, in my eyes, has surpassed WWE on a lot of levels. AEW is one of the reasons why I started watching wrestling again. And, and they do things the right way, and I like how they do things. Yes, they slip up. They make some mistakes. Yes, Tony Khan needs, he needs, a, he needs to add people to his creative team. Right, uh, but he's a smart businessman. He really is. The only, the only real downfall I have with Tony Khan right now, there's two things I just don't know what he's waiting on. Number one, why are you playing around with Ring of Honor? You've invested all that money into Ring of Honor, and you've not really done. I mean, you had a great pay per view with them. But you've not really done anything else with them. Turn Ring of Honor into your NXT. Turn Ring of Honor into your, this is where you start out, your developmental program. This is what we do. Man, you've got all the titles there already. You've already got champions. You've got champions that are running around on the independent ticket and an AW, some of them. Uh, running around, uh, you know, without a home, basically. And then my second thing is, why haven't you signed Sasha Banks? Oh, my goodness. Sign her now. Sign her, sign her, sign her. There has been no word. What, Dude, we're, we are talking about, and you guys know how I feel about female wrestling. Not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. But she is a superstar. And that is Vince McMahon's loss and should be your gain. But you're going to fool around and she's going to sign up with Impact or one of these other uh, jobbers, uh, organizations out there. And, and pretty much she doesn't deserve that. And AEW could use her. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine uh, her facing off against Britt Baker? I mean, or Tony Storm? I mean, some of the matches uh, and her being the face of your women's uh, division. I mean, she's a superstar already. She already has a huge following. Huge following. So I don't understand the holdup. Those are my two questions, right? Also, the forbidden door or blood and guts. Are we going to finally see Cesaro? There's been so many rumors about Cesaro, it's not even funny. The first rumor was when he first asked for his release that there was no doubt he was on his way to AEW. Then the rumor was AEW pushed back and did not sign him right away. The next rumor was he's coming back to WWE. He's coming back. Now the rumor is he did sign a contract, a short-term contract, 
with AEW, and they're trying to figure out how to, uh, how how to, how how to uh, how to show him how for how for him to make his first entrance or appearance. Just put him out there and let him do the rest. You know he's getting up in age. He's an amazing talent. He's a strong, strong athlete. Um, and and you're just you're letting it you're you're just letting it go by. Young Bucks are now the tag team champions of AEW, and I think that's just amazing. Also, something that I predicted. Go back and listen to previous episodes. I predicted that it was going to happen at their last pay-per-view, and it didn't. I predicted that Christian was going to turn on Jungle Boy at their last pay-per-view. It did not happen, but it did happen last week. That's right. Christian turned his back and demolished Jungle Boy after Jungle Boy and... Tyrannosaurus Rex or whatever his name is, uh, Lucha Dragon, I I don't know his name, Uh, after they lost the tag team championships to the Young Bucks. And the Young Bucks, like them or love them, they've they've been one of my favorite tag teams for many years. Uh, Used to watch them in New Japan. Uh, Like them or love them, they won that match clean, clean. Yes, no outside interference, no garbage gumming it up. They pinned him, Jungle Boy, one, two, three. Now, this excites me because I think this is going to be the start of Jungle Boy's single career, right? What I don't understand is this Luchasaurus, I believe is his name, this big old tall guy who has been weighing down Jungle Boy, in my opinion, since the very beginning. He does a tail whip kick uh, and a choke slam and he can flip in the air on top of you and that's about it sorry not a fan he comes to the ring he grabs Christian by the throat this was on dynamite and Christian tells him he's like a son this guy looks older than Christian by the way he does in the mask and his gray beard sticking out he looks older than Christian, and Christian tells this guy, you're like a son to me. You're like a son to me. We need to talk privately. And the guy lets go of him. Christian hugs him, whispers sweet nothings in his ear, turns him around, and they walk out. And when they're walking out, Christian makes that cocky face like he's in control. So what's that about? Seriously, well, I mean, this guy would not have lasted in AEW. He would not have. He would have never had gold around his waist if it wasn't for Jungle Boy. So, why in the world would he leave with the guy that pretty much destroyed his meal ticket? Don't get me wrong. I like this Christian. You guys know me. I like heels. I do. Uh, I like this Christian. I like the concerto. 
I like it. I love it. I wish Edge was there so they could be together again. Love it. I do. But some things have to make sense when you make these kind of detours and, and twists and, and what have you. And it, it was all good. Christian turning his back, seeing it coming, knew it was going to be phenomenal. Christian uh, uh, talking to uh, Jungle Boy's uh, mom and sister, and that back and forth, yep, made it look like a work was perfect, perfect. This Luchasaurus goofball makes zero sense, him leaving with Christian because Christian said he's like a son to him. It, it 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 doesn't make any sense, and uh, I I'm curious I'm curious to see where it goes, but I'm not curious enough to just watch like Dynamite just for that if that makes sense. So you've got me a little bit because I want to see if it's going to be a big train wreck, like I'm suspecting, but you don't have me fully because it's really not good TV. It really isn't. So, and then uh, one last thing that I want to talk about yesterday, uh, Thursday, June 23rd, uh, there was a press conference uh, with uh, Ric Flair on his last match, uh, which will be held in Nashville, uh, Tennessee, on July 6th uh, at the fairgrounds. They're actually moving it to the auditorium because they already sold – the fairgrounds isn't going to be big enough, right, for that last match. And, you know, the press conference was pretty good. Uh, you had uh, David Crockett on there uh, from Crockett's Promotion. You had Jeff Jarrett on there talking, uh, which he's the Nashville guy, right? I mean, that's <clears throat> that's what he's known for. He's their boy. So he was there. Um, and you could tell Jeff Jarrett back in his younger days when he was Double J, he kind of modeled himself a little bit after Ric Flair, uh, especially when he was in the WWE. Uh, he did the strut and, and so forth, right? And uh, and then Ric Flair, you know, he speaks as well. Uh, a couple things that I took from that. Uh, one, we still don't know who he's fighting. I mean, you have a press conference. You announce your last match. You have the guy who's participating in the last match. And, uh, yeah, you don't give, you don't say who your opponent's going to be and you don't have your opponent there. Uh, odd, right? And I've heard several, several, uh, speculations. Um, I heard that, uh, it was going to be Ricky Steamboat. I heard that uh, Matt Cardona wanted to defend the NWA title against Flair. From my understanding, that's that's definitely not happening because um, they would they would definitely be building that right. If he was going to be a 17-time world champion, uh, they would be building that right. Um, and and now you have now I'm wondering. I don't know if you guys seen it, but Jay Lethal and Ric Flair have had this beef. Uh, for the last couple months. So now I'm wondering if that's a work and his opponent's going to be Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal does the best, hands down, the best 
Ric Flair uh, imitation I've ever heard in my life. He, <laughs> I mean, is if you guys ever get a chance, it's worth 10 minutes of your time. I promise you. It's worth 10 minutes of your time. If you just go on YouTube, type in Jay, Le- uh, Jay Lethal, uh, acts like Ric Flair or, or, or something like that, imitates Ric Flair, uh, or just Jay Lethal Ric Flair, and it'll come up. He, he, is, he, is, he does the voice. It, it, it's, it, it's shocking the first time I seen it. It was shocking how good it was. Uh, so, yeah, so Ric Flair. So, so that's the main thing that I took away from that press conference. And then, and then something Ric Flair said. He said in Nashville, or no, I'm sorry, he didn't say that. He said in the South, they like old school wrestling. That's how he said it. Wrestling with blood. Now, he didn't say that word for word, but something like that, right? So that tells me that Ric Flair plans on getting busted open uh, during his last match. And he was asked about health concerns, right? <laughs> and, uh, I, I mean, only Ric Flair can, can say this, right? So first thing is, one of his concerns is, He's got a pacemaker, right? I have a pacemaker. I've had it for less than a year. You're not going to see me running around in no wrestling ring. I worry about that stuff. I know. <laughs> I know what I've been told and uh, that, that you have to keep an eye on it. When, he, when Ric Flair was asked about his pacemaker, he was like, well, you know, you, just, you can just plug it back in. What? I mean, only Ric Flair can get away with this, right? Saying something like that. You can just plug him back in. And then, uh, let's see, his pacemaker. And then he had, there was one other thing. Oh, 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 oh. what was it? Oh, blood thinners. He's on blood thinners. So he's just not going to take a blood thinner that day. But let me tell you something. Any kind of medicine, any kind of medicine that you are on, for long periods of time, you cannot just take one, just skip one, and it be out of your system. So not taking a blood thinner that day is not, especially if you plan on, you know, uh, using a razor blade and cutting, your, cutting, cutting yourself open. And I can see why Ric Flair would want to do that, right? I can see why he'd want to go out with a bang. First of all, I thought this match already happened. I thought Shawn Michaels re- retired Ric Flair many moons ago i mean but hey here we go and yes i know after Shawn michaels retired him he did show up in tna and he did wrestle some there but he was more of a manager right type deal um anyways and i get that he wants to go out like he does and i get why he wants to bleed right that that is historic his white 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 bleach white hair with crimson mask running down some of the best matches we've ever seen involving Ric Flair. He was like that, you know, him and Dusty Rhodes probably were the best bleeders in the game. And I think it had to do with their hair color, you know, the white and the red on top of it, it just shows up. Well, 
So yes, 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 I can understand why why he's doing that and why he's getting everybody excited about that. Um, I just, I don't know. I, here's the thing. I just hope, and, and he did make the statement that if you are, if you're going to watch the match, uh, thinking that something bad health-wise to him is going to happen, then you're wasting your time. Just don't watch the match. And I'm glad that he's that confident. Me, myself, I am not that confident. He is still, you know, Mother Nature wins in the end. He's still 63 on blood thinners. Uh, and he looks, he, he, he looks old, man. He does. He really does in the face. His face was kind of, you know, during, I watched the press conference, all of it. His face was kind of drawn up a little bit. Um, I, I, I just, you know, some, sometimes you just got to hang the boots up. You do. And I, and I, you know, Rick Flair, uh, you know, he's in my top five uh, favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, always has been. Uh, I, I just, uh, I worry about this match. I do. But it's a big deal. Uh, actually, that day, uh, the Four Horsemen, the original Four Horsemen, uh, with the original manager, J.J. Uh, Dillon, uh, will be on site. And uh, you'll be able to take pictures with them. Um, uh, the TNA heavyweight champion, uh, Alexandria Jones, uh, he will be defending the title, uh, at this event. Bret Hart will be there. Sting will be there. DDP will be there. There's a lot of people. I mean, this is a big deal, right? So this is a, uh, I cannot think of the name of it. Uh, this is the fifth year for this event that they're having in Nashville. This event was started by... Uh, Jeff Jarrett and his podcast buddy, um, uh, 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 this guy, this guy is, uh, Conrad, Conrad Thompson. Yeah. I was going to say this guy's pretty famous in the podcast world. Cause, uh, uh, I didn't even know he'd done a podcast with Jeff Jarrett, but I know he does one with Tony Schiavone and he has one with Bruce Pritchard and I've seen him on Ric Flair's uh, podcast as well. So, but there, there's so many people that are going to be there. The WrestleCast, uh, I believe is the name of it. This is the fifth year. And basically what it is, it's like a, it's like a, a Comic-Con, only wrestlers, like wrestlers from the past and present. Uh, Lex Luger is supposed to be there. I mean, it's a big deal. It, it, it really is. It lasts all week, you know. And if, uh, and if you're a wrestling fan, you know, you're, you're definitely going to want to check it out. That last match worries me. It, it, it simply does. Uh, and the reason why it worries me is because, uh, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I didn't I didn't know Ric Flair had a pacemaker. Uh, didn't know that uh, until the press conference and really don't know how long he's had it. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. He didn't look good. I hope that... Uh, you know, I hope, I hope he's getting the right advice. Um, I really would like to know who his opponent is. His opponent will tell us a lot. If his opponent is like Jay Lethal, that 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 uh, that doesn't worry me as much. Jay Lethal is an amazing athlete, amazing wrestler. 
and he is Ric Flair is his idol, and I know that he will be able to carry him without you know exerting uh, Ric Flair. But you put him in the ring with uh, you know a 69 year old uh, Ricky Steamboat, like they talked about, you know <laughs> he could get hurt. You know you're you're uh, uh, the way you do things uh, change. And our reaction gets uh, slower as we age. doesn't matter what kind of athlete you are, or even if you're not an athlete, your reaction time, it gets slower. And, uh, you know, Ricky Steamboat, from my understanding, hasn't been in the ring in years. Um, and he could really, I mean, they could really hurt each other just by making, you know, a couple mistakes. So... It'll be interesting. I wish they would go ahead and announce that uh, because it's going to be uh, it's going to be different. It really is. All right, folks. Thank you once again so much for listening today. Uh, I do uh, appreciate you all tuning in. Um, that is about all the time that we will have for today. Uh, remember, you're, you've been listening to the Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy, and. Uh, I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Uh, Will, I do want to update you. For those of you that listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast, we will have a episode dropping tomorrow. A lot to talk about. Uh, Roe vs. Wade has been overturned today by uh, our Supreme Court. Uh, a lot of news happening. So if you're into that, be sure to check us out. And uh, once again, you've been listening to Against the Mat, a wrestling podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy. Thank you all. Have a great day.